0: Sunny 16 presents Welcome to episode 22 of I Dream of Cameras, the podcast about cameras and camera collecting, brought to you by the gang at the Sunny 16 podcast. My name is Jeff Greenstein. My name is Gabe Sachs and welcome to episode 22. You know, we're going to start, we're a little subdued around the Sunny 16 family. As you may know, if you have been following the mothership, we had a tragic loss in our family this week. John Whitmore, who was one of the mainstays of Sunny 16 and such a good friend to the UK contingent, died suddenly this past week and leaves behind a wife and a young daughter. And it's tremendously upsetting and sad for everyone who knew him. We only met him virtually when we recorded an episode a few months ago, but seemed like an incredible guy. Amazing energy and so fun and like the
1: driest and greatest sense of humor.
0: Yeah. And some of my favorite episodes were him and Graham in The oh, Dark yeah. Shed. Oh, and, totally. Uh, totally. Yeah, and that man's voice, too. You know, he, sometimes at the front of our episodes, you'll hear Sunny 16 presents and it's John's voice. And, yeah. So he's part of the family. There's been a break in our circle, and it's going to take a while to heal. So we're dedicating this episode to John Whitmore's memory, and uh, we'll hold him in our hearts, and we send condolences to his family. And sending
1: love to everyone at Sunny 16, and our thoughts are with you and obviously John's family.
0: Okay, it's hard to move on from that, but we're going to try. We're going to start with a dip into the mailbag. There's not a lot in the mailbag, which is fine because we got a lot to cover this week. Oh, yeah. Our regular correspondent, Rolf Tessim, checked in. Oh, my God. It's always a pleasure when he does that. Apropos of our discussion of point-and-shoot cameras, he mentioned the Olympus O-Product. Gabe, do you know this camera? No. I've never heard of it. The O product, it's one of these weird design one-offs, like the Olympus A-Crew. It's actually very similar to that. It's this plastic-bodied fashion accessory that came out in 1988. He said it was, what is it? They made $10,000 for the Japanese market, $10,000 for the U.S. market, always on the expensive side for a point and shoot, but wonderfully retro. Interestingly, as the contacts T2 and T3 have gone through the roof, the price on the O product has remained relatively constant. Go figure. Don't anyone tell a Kardashian, he says. (laughs) Check it out, guys. It's very exotic and strange and worth looking into because Olympus gear is terrific, so it might be worth it. Oh, yeah. A future collectible. Speaking of point-and-shoot, I'm going to read this in its entirety. It comes from Matt Murray, who is, I would say, our local point-and-shoot guru. Would you not agree? Definitely. I mean, he is the man. So here's what he said. Hi, Jeff and Gabe. I hope you're both well. I've been meaning to email you regarding your call-out for the best point-and-shoot cameras in the last episode. Over the past few years, I've found myself gravitating to point-and-shoots for my 35mm film fix. Here are some of my favorites. I love my new Contax T3 but I'm only two rolls in. It's a beautiful camera. The results are fantastic, but I'm scratching my head as to why they're so expensive. Maybe (laughs) after a few more rolls, I'll understand why. Have you used the T3? I can't keep these things track. You know, I have used the T3. I
1: borrowed it from a friend of mine, I think two years ago and I liked it, but I sort of had the same relationship. I mean, a little more compact. So I thought that was really cool than the T2. Yeah. But yeah, I had the same relationship as I have with the T2, which is just a sad one. (laughs) <laughs> Just he
0: also says I'm sure this will chime with you Gabe because I know this is a camera you've been curious about my Fujifilm Class S mm. that's class with a K oh, has yeah. been in my camera bag for the last three years I know Matt loves this camera this is not a luxury point and shoot but a point and shoot for photographers some of the features I love include the ability to choose your aperture the fact that flash modes are remembered when you turn the camera off and on that is very good and the front dial easily allows you to control exposure compensation The T3 also has these three features, though I'd argue the exposure comp on the Contax is more fiddly. Buried in the Class S menu are Fujifilm's natural photo mode. Some custom settings include the ability to choose when the lens extends, and there's even a bulb mode. To top it off, it has an excellent Fujinon lens. Might not be as sexy as a Contax, but bang for buck, I think it's better value. Have you looked at this, Gabe? I have looked at this a
1: number of times. A lot. It fascinates me, and also a lot of, like, youtubers that i love sort of talk about it and and that's the camera they have in their bag all the time and i just i've never used one and i just love it and i'm i'm just wondering what the
0: lens is like that'd be interesting to see yeah i I i've never owned a fuji camera it's very curious very Mm -hmm. interested in this he also said apropos of fuji my next camera is also a fuji film the natura black 1.9 this compact beauty has given me a new perspective on the world with its 24 millimeter lens. Love I that. Love that. I've also been shooting a lot more at night with 800 and 1600 speed color films along with black and white films I never tried before like Delta 3200. In the more budget range, it's hard to go past the Canon Shot series. They produce some wonderfully quirky cameras. Starting off with the Canon AF 35ML, uh-huh. which is a clunky classic with a fast <laughs> f1.9 lens the super sharp shore shot supreme, the waterproof A1/Prima slash AS1, and one of my faves, the shore shot telly, also known as the top twin. This bulky camera is no looker, but it has two lenses, a multiple exposure setting, and a built-in soft focus filter. I feel like we got to look at these Canon shore shots. Oh yeah. Because I love the shore shot multi-telly which he's going to talk about in a second and great lenses. Great do you lenses think people are going to call expensive. our show a clunky classic in the future? That's what I'm going for. I I'm hoping that's going to be. I'm so the, hoping. Do you ever listen to that clunky classic? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. The two <laughs> guys on clunky classic. The sure shot telly should not be confused with the sure shot multi-telly, which you've spoken about. The latter has two lenses and can be used for half frame. I also have this one, but I've never warmed to it. Matt, give it a try. Looking at compact cameras that aren't technically point-and-shoots, I go for the Olympus XA, the Lomo LCA, and my little 35mm Minox-esque Voigtlander Vito-C made by Balda in West Germany. You know, I've uh, seen know pictures that of that thing. Yeah, I know yeah. that camera. Yeah. And then finally, looking at point-and-shoots that aren't technically point-and-shoots and nor are they compact, I go for the Contax G1 or G2, but I am keen to join Gabe and get my hands on, haven't heard you talk about this in a while, Gabe, a Konica Hexar af oh you've got
1: to it's fantastic it really is
0: are you shooting with it
1: yeah i shot uh last week again with it i love it i think it's really really cool wow i'm i'm more confident with that than any other point and shoot i think i I like Mm. it a lot
0: all right brendan romero writes this was a gentleman we met at the darkroom beers and cameras meetup who has listened to all of our episodes he binged them (laughs) He said, here are a couple of pitches for topics on the topic of glass lenses, cine lenses versus photo lenses. Interesting. Have you ever shot a cine lens adapted for perhaps one of your digital cameras? I have not. And I, and that fascinates me. I have done that. Oh, wow. I I have a C-mount adapter for my micro four thirds, Olympus Pen F, and I've tried it and you get some really cool effects and and it's Kern glass. What size lens? What was it? It's, you know, it's like Bolex, 16 millimeter. That's got what it, I've got used. Got it, got it, Yeah, yeah. I know that there are people who shoot like the, you know, Leica cine lenses or Canon cine lenses, but I've never tried that. But that's a good yeah. topic. Yeah. He says, more camera history. Well, you'll love this episode, Brendan. We're going to talk Pentax in the back half of the show. He said, would enjoy hearing about the writing process. Days you both struggle and succeed. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Ha ha. A struggle? Well, a struggle. There is no writing. struggle. There's no struggle. It just comes Writing's out. a piece of cake. <laughs> it's Anybody so easy. can do it. It's easy. <laughs> it's as easy as scrambling eggs yeah. <laughs> He says he is currently shooting with the Nikon FE with a 28 millimeter F 2.8. He also says Gabe, you pointed me in the direction of a 50 millimeter 1.4 which he is still looking for at the moment. <gasps> oh he ended up picking up the Zeiss 55 millimeter after we had talked about it. such a gem of a lens for yeah. photos while I practice with the 28 millimeter. Thanks Brandon. that's awesome. Brendan. I said Brandon, but it's Brendan. Alan Perez pointed us to an article called Photos Are Too Flattering Now. It's very entertaining. It basically is about how there's so much (laughs) digital correction on our photos now that nobody looks like anything other than an anime character. It's so funny. Google that article. It's Very funny. Yep. Here's Logan Dodds chiming in about scanning software. He says he uses Silverfast. It's way better than... Epson ViewScan. I think he's talking about Epson Scan because Epson and Scan and ViewScan are two different things. But he said the Negafix feature works as well as anything I've tried to get good color out of my C41 scans. I guess I got to try this. You said you'd never used SilverFast. Is that correct? Never. Yeah. All right. Going to look into that. And then finally, Michael Kaplan. I want to give a shout out to Michael Kaplan who has a new podcast called The Ephemeral Machine. Have you heard this, Gabe? I haven't. I love the name. Oh, it's brand new. Michael is extremely well-informed. He knows much more about cameras than we do. It's a very good podcast. He has complimented us on his podcast, but that's not the only reason I'm mentioning it. He wrote in and he said, Jeff and Gabe been catching up on the podcast and the show is just great. And then he compliments us some more. He said, I just want to qualify something in the Nikon show. You suggested the Nikon F was really the first system camera. True, it was a groundbreaking camera and system that pros migrated to. But there were several earlier system cameras that had already set a standard. Exacta, Practina, Topcon, he's correct about this. I generalized. I did that.
1: <laughs> you know, it's,
0: it's, it's what happens
1: when you listen to our podcast.
0: <laughs> but Michael is smarter and more well-informed, so thank you for that. He said various roadblocks, technology, and lens choice slash mount kept some of them from being the ultimate camera of choice, but Nikon followed an already well-established lead. He's right about that. I think of Nikon F because that system became so popular right, and because exactly. that lens mount persists to this day. I think of it as sort of, as he says, the groundbreaking system camera. Thank you for your letters. You know you can reach us at idreamofcameras at gmail.com. Thanks for writing, everybody. Gabe, what is the most important thing happening right now in the world of camera podcasting? What's bigger than anything else? My camera acquisitions? <laughs> We're going to get to that. But tell What's me. the second biggest thing <laughs> that is happening right now? <laughs> what has all the globe alight with uh, interest and intrigue? <laughs> of course, it's our contest. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say world media. The contest. Like just, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the entire world. World media. Talking, Maybe I should have so. said that. Yes, the entire world has been talking about it. As you know, if you are a regular listener, we are in the midst of a contest where you can win real prizes. fabulous prizes. Real. The contest prizes include a Minolta SR1, a Peak Design messenger bag backpack, a fifty dollars gift certificate to the darkroom, a Lomo action sampler in the original bubble pack, what? and a new prize. What? Also,
1: it's a messenger bag. We can't say backpack because I'll get in trouble.
0: <laughs> okay, messenger. Peak Design messenger bag. Okay, I'm excited. Here we go, gang. If you want to win one of these fabulous prizes, compose a limerick where a the minute. last word is a camera What's a brand. limerick? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I got <laughs> to point this out to some people. Okay. A limerick is not just four lines that rhyme or five lines that rhyme. Please look up what a limerick is. I'm going to read two limericks to you so you know some examples. These are two that I found online that I thought were pretty funny. Here comes one. A preoccupied vegan named Hugh picked up the wrong sandwich to chew. He took a big bite before spitting in fright. OMG, WTF? BBQ. See? Come on, that's a li- now that's, that's a limerick. That's pretty good, right? That's a limerick. Here's another good one. There once was a person from place whose body part was special case. When event would occur, it would cause him or her to violate law of time space. <laughs> There's There yeah. you go. Just sub in the nouns. <laughs> Just Send us your entries. The deadline is November 16th. That's going to be about a week away by the time you hear this. And you can win these fabulous prizes. I am adding an extra prize because we have gotten a lot of entries, guys. I'm very excited. Get ready. A Kodak Instamatic X45 (laughs) in the original box. This is a 126 camera. I believe it is from the 1960s or 70s, in the original box gang. So get yourself one of those FACMATIC adapters and you can shoot 35 millimeter film or go buy an expired 126 so cartridge exciting. and roll the dice. Get in the contest, use your creativity, be funny. We've gotten, we a gotten lot some strong, strong entries, entries yeah. okay? There are really good writers yes. out there, but you can still win. That's why we're adding extra prizes, okay? November Fantastic. 16th, get in there next topic Gabe Gabe let's talk about all the new gear I in have your life I to take life. off my glasses for this um <laughs> I'm okay here we go let's start with something we did not get to at the end of last week's episode yes. you posted on our Instagram mm-hmm. I dream of cameras on Instagram what it was is it a speed, speed graphic. graphic I had set it up I got
1: some uh, encouragements for, from some friends to set it up and just look it over and see how the rangefinder was, and did all that. And then I did what anyone, any brave camera soul would do. I packed it right up and put it back in the box. But I am going to actually shoot it one day. <laughs> What's holding you back? You know what? It's so, to me, it feels so, and here's how this is even worse, okay? Andre Dominguez, you know. Mm. Negative positives, our dear friend our buddy. still. Yeah, this morning I was invited. This morning, where he was going to be shooting four by five in Venice yeah. in at Venice Skate Park, Park right? and yeah. I couldn't get there. And I was so bummed. And like, I've just got to get everyone in one space to just force me to do it. I have the film. I ordered the film. So I have I have sheets <sighs> of film. I just need to actually have someone guide me. And I'm going to. I promise I'm going to do this. I'm going to give myself a time limit of three weeks. That's it.
0: Now let me ask you this, just application wise. Seems to me your speed graphic. I know that's a press camera. Seems to me like that's a portrait camera, and you have your backyard portraits. I'm telling you, isn't it just a matter matter of of what? (laughs) Put I don't know. Putting it on a tripod. I don't know. I've never used a large format camera.
1: Discussion. You didn't have a problem with flying planes. (laughs) You didn't see the six hundred ninety-five thousand buttons that I see when I go by a cockpit at a plane, and I'm going, "Oh my gosh!" I would be like, "Oh, what's that button for?" Oh, I forgot what that one's for. Th- this is what I think of uh, large format. I mean, yeah, wow. I feel like I'm gonna forget. Sp- oh, you need a large format, yeah, buddy. I know. You need a large I need format, a large buddy. Format okay, buddy. Exactly, exactly. All right.
0: I no, I yep. understand it. Yep. I do understand it. A large format, buddy. Okay, we're yep. gonna make that happen for you. We're going to get Andre out there. You guys are going to shoot together. I can only imagine how delicious the portraits you would get out of that thing would be. I'm My so god. Excited, I just am excited to see it. All right. I want you to talk about I want you to talk about let's go in reverse order. I want to hear about your latest birthday acquisition and you can tell the whole saga yeah, if you
1: like. Yeah. I, I I there's there, there's so much to it. But let's let's start with um <laughs> Our dear composer and my one, of probably my closest friend in the world, Fred Corey, um, the greatest, just amazing. So it was my birthday, and he says, "I have this gift. I want, I want to bring it over, and on, and on." And I get it, and I open it up, and I am so excited. It's a Rolleiflex SL350, and I click it. I check it out. It is pristine. It is beautiful. It is absolutely perfect. It's, it's black, black. Unlike mine. Unbelievable. And of chrome. course, Jeff was involved in this and uh, the two conspired <laughs> that this would be the best ever. And I got, it, it was fantastic. And then all of a sudden I realized the meter's off like four or five oh. stops <laughs> or whatever. And oh. so I am, checking and checking and checking i'm doing it over and over. i'm switching batteries like five times i'm doing this whole thing then i go oh my gosh i can't this this has got to work it's got to work because it came from austria (laughs) that's where fred ordered it from and it's from a guy who's great very reputable that wasn't the issue yes so the needle moved it just didn't move the right way so i was uh (sighs) i i you know called you i went over it with you and and it turns out it was not working. So uh, that was the end of that. So Fred Back Fred went. returned, you know, has the camera, is returning the camera and says a makeup gift is coming. And he goes it's not a camera. I go, "Oh my gosh, I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be anything. I don't care. I don't I really don't care what it is. You don't have to even get me a gift." And he's like, "No, no, no, it's 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 coming." So the other day Fred calls me up and goes, something's arrived, and I need to come over to your house. So Fred drives over, and he goes, here's your non-camera. And I take it, and I'm like, and now I'm not expecting anything. I'm expecting whatever it is, I don't care. It's going to be just great. I open it up, and my mouth drops open. It is a brand new Nikon, or Nikon for our other friends, FM3A. I I, Let me tell you, black, and it is also pristine. It is unbelievable. So now I'm going, oh, no. If this meter doesn't work, I'm going to (laughs) cry. I'm going to cry. I have dreamt of this camera. Trev Lee, I've been... so like Like, every time I talk to Trev about the camera, it's it's just... He goes on and on. He goes, it's a Leica killer. It's so smooth. It's so easy. I got to try it. Anyway, so I get this camera. I put a lens on it, and... I look through and the meter isn't working because I forgot that I have to pull back the thing. Like now I'm like, oh, nothing's working. You have to pull back
0: the lever. You're so worried. I'm like, worried. so worried it's not going to work. So anyway,
1: worried. it works perfectly well. I'm so excited. I love it. I will
0: hold it up. Yeah, let's see it. Wait, oh. let Again, you have a black one. I have a chrome one. Golly, that looks pretty. What do you have on there, the 1. I have a 1.4? The 1.4. Oh, it's, and you know, I should say, because of the experience that Fred and I had with his first attempt at a gift, I said to him the second time, I said, this time, KEH. It's great. I was so excited. And we know that KEH is incredibly conservative in their grading and they have an immaculate return policy just in case anything should go wrong. So, but nothing is going to go wrong. Because that camera is so perfect. I You're going to have so wait. much fun I'm gonna with I'm going to shoot that. with
1: it this week. I can't wait to report back. Um, that is great. And then, crazy enough, I meet this guy named Jeff Greenstein. We <laughs> um, He comes to meet me near where I live. We go get some coffee. And sitting down, he hands me this thing. I'm not expecting. like The furthest thing from my mind is this thing I'm about to open. And I open it up, and it is a beautiful Pentax six by seven body. I am freaking out, like I just like last night. I looked at these two gifts, like these are the this is the greatest combination of gifts ever in the world. So excited, and I immediately went out and shot the six by seven, and perfect, and beautiful I results. Them right yeah. away, and. I just love it. I just absolutely love the camera. And I was so depressed about it for so long when we heard they couldn't fix it. Right, because your old one was unusable. It's still in the box. I'm not touching it. Um, No. Yeah, you don't have to now. It's the best thing ever. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I love it. It's thank you again. It's fantastic. And thank you, you Fred Corey. I just love that. I love my camera. This is the greatest camera month ever. I love it.
0: I got to say, a week in which you get A six by seven and an FM3A. It's It's a a good week. week. That's a good week. week. I'm so happy for you. I my heart bled (laughs) when you would talk about the pain you felt at the loss of your old six by seven. And again, I went to KEH and I bought one that was listed excellent, knowing that if there were any problem, they would take care of you. They always take care. So I'm so excited to see what you do with the revivification of your interest in the 6x7 now that you have a functional one, and then what you do with all your nice Nikon so glass excited. now that you have an FM3A so to play yep. around with. I'm really concerned that the FM3A is going to become your okay, favorite Okay, so here's camera. the
1: problem. You're about the 70th person that has texted me and said this, that this is going to happen. Because, oh, yeah. you know, in aperture priority mode on that camera, it's like, oh boy, uh-oh, this is the easiest... Yeah, yeah, it's it really and is. then, you know, just taking the time, I've realized that I love cameras that are straightforward, especially mechanical, you know, film cameras, because For I was sure. just telling you this about the Contax AX, as I pulled that out, there were so many lights blinking at me and that I was uh, getting exhausted going, how am I going to correct this? Like, I'm, can I just have no lights? Do I have to have lights? And, and that's sort of a drawback of some electric electronic cameras, you know, you sort of have that yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, that transition from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s as cameras became more polyglot, right, right. you know, that they could be manual, automatic, program, aperture priority, shutter priority, is there were more and more LEDs, more and more modes. And you're in many cases, you're dealing with just what is an elaborate point and shoot. I had a Canon T90. I mentioned this in the last episode. I liked my T90 quite a lot, but I found that over time, I was using it less and less in favor of my EF, or and my was FTB, because I liked the a modicum of control. Electronics? Yeah. Same thing. Lots of electronics blinking at me, and LCD, LEDs in the viewfinder. I just wanted a little more yep. zen. I wanted a little more yep. quiet. And I wanted a little less distraction from the image. And then, of course, the other advantage. The trick with these transitional cameras that we're talking about, the Roli SL350, the... Uh, Electro-Spotmatic, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, the Contax AX, these hybrid cameras, which are electromechanical, if your circuit board fails, it's over. It's the end of the line. And so as much as we enjoy having all these like additional modes and goo it's just as risky as getting a Contax G2 you know, or an X-Pan or something that's really electronically dependent or a Nikon 35Ti. So I think it's one of the reasons I'm kind of cautious about overspending on cameras like that. And I feel lucky that I have an SL350 that works and then I have an Electrospachmatic right. that works. Which brings me to, may I do a few minutes on my, ex- oh, my acquisition week? do. So when we last left our story, <laughs> you might've recalled that I was awaiting the arrival of an exotic and delightful camera, the Consol. Let me just just add something
1: to this. He would also be texting me about how many days it was until the camera came. It's going to be here. That's completely true. What's arriving and this is arriving. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, yes. I was counting the minutes until the Consol arrived and I took it out of the box and I was immediately arrested by its beauty. Beautiful camera, Reminded me, as I said, of my first Practica SLR and lovely logo and I try to shoot with it and the shutter doesn't fire and then the mirror is stuck up and I try to wind it and I get that horrible sinking feeling when you feel the winder kind of winding against nothing and you know that there's a spring broken somewhere in there. (sighs) And of course, remember, the reason that I ordered the console in addition to being unhealthily infatuated with its logo was to have an m42 right. mount camera so i checked in with our camera repair guru and he said oh no i do not work <laughs> on that camera they are very That's unreliable sign. back it went back it went but the itch that i had <laughs> for an m42 camera was is unslaked a word my no, thirst I like un- unslaked, was unslaked is now
1: going to be my new word so you please use it yeah unslaked
0: like it. okay So I started looking around and I remembered a camera again. The last M42 mount camera I had was a Pentax Spotmatic F, which I liked quite a bit. That is the open aperture Spotmatic. I enjoyed it. But I wasn't shooting with that much so I got rid of it. And you know, like when I got rid of the Roli SL35, but I didn't want to rebuy the same camera. I wanted to buy something slightly (laughs) better (laughs) different. I looked for the next one in the Pentax screw mount line. And this is Rather little known on this side of the pond, the Electro-Spotmatic. How did you even Look learn about cool this? Tell looks. me about this. I have no idea. Everyone knows about the Pentax right. ES. The Pentax ES and the ES2 are junk cameras that you see for $5 <laughs> right, in the plastic exactly. bin at the end of the table right. at the camera show. Why? Because there are these electromechanical cameras that break easily. Well, I hate <laughs> to tell you, the Electro-Spotmatic is even more oh of an gosh. issue. Some websites refer to this as like the beta test of the ES. It was only sold in Japan. They don't know quantities, but there aren't a lot of these out there. And if you go on eBay, you will find almost no electrospotmatics with a working meter. It only comes in black. It is nicely brass. I don't have a lot of black body cameras. Look how pretty. Came with a nice 55 millimeter 1.4 super multi-coated Takamar. <laughs> How can you not like that? Went out and shot with it. It's lovely. Every once in a <laughs> while, it acts up. I don't know that it's long for this world, but I am really going to enjoy this blessed time that the two of us well, have Well, you know together. that they, there's Me an
1: expectation I... of failure, and you'll uh, love it until then. Yeah. Right. That's
0: the goal. It also was not expensive. It was far less than the console right. was. Right. Cheap. Cheap. This is like a $100 yep. camera with lens. But uh I'm gonna enjoy it for as long as we have together. Yeah. Like I would said. take it to dinner a this couple is like, times. Uh, I would I would you know treat yeah. it nice. Well I feel that this is is it other side of the mountain with the skier who dies? Exactly. I feel like that's yes, what's that going on. Is. I feel like I'm having an other side of the mountain romance. I would take that camera skiing right away.
1: <laughs> that's what I would do. I would take it skiing, get little skis, it'll be fine.
0: That's right. Hey, this is a perfect segue, because what we have decided to cover today, I know you guys love when we do these episodes, which are a deep dive into our experiences with one particular camera brand. Today, Pentax. Let's start where we left off with you, Gabe. Let's start with the 6x7. I want to hear about your experience with the 6x7. Uh, Remind me how you got into it and what it's like as a shooter
1: love the six by seven it's a camera i didn't know a lot about we were doing the freaks and geeks photo shoot for vanity fair and mark seliger was shooting and i love mark seliger and so i ended Amazing up um you know of course we ended up talking and and on and on he goes gabe you got to check out this camera and this lens and i go what are you talking about? He goes, every shoot you know this kind of shoot i take it out at the end and he sh- he shot you know a group shot and then I guess some portraits and and I just, he goes, and you have to get this lens. Yeah, this is the lens you have. Right? You have to yeah. get this lens. And so, of course, I scrambled immediately. Mark Seliger saying, get a camera. I'm going to get a camera that Mark Seliger recommends. And I got it and I shot with it. I said, this is fantastic. Here are my issues. Okay. And not so much now because mm. I'm used to it, but here are my issues when I first got it it was really heavy. So it was very heavy sure. for me to sort of go, okay, I'm going to, I got to make sure all the controls are right. And then I've got to focus. And then I've got to hold this thing steady. <laughs> this is the thing. And and so that took a lot of getting used to. Once I got used to it, and once I expected it to be heavy and would take it on shoots, I loved the results. I really loved the results of this camera. It's just fantastic. It's just a different feel. It almost feels... Like what I see with large format, it's not, but it's, just, you know, the fall off and the focus and the clarity, and it's just beautiful with film.
0: You have the metered prism finder. yeah. Is that correct? I don't use it, but yes. So it's, what well, that's a needle in a slot, yeah, I if I recall yeah. correctly. I just use them right. external. Yeah. And what, do you shoot color and color black and, and bl- white in this? Color or primarily black, 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 and black and
1: white. I just, I love it. It wow. is, it's just amazing. And I love that lens for portraits.
0: Now, when you decided to get this, I would imagine all three generations of the Pentax 6x7 SLR existed. Because there's the 6x7, yes. there's the 6 7 and the 672. Why did you opt for the first because generation Because I think
1: it's one? the one Mark showed me. I think that's the one that oh, Mark okay. had. And, you know, since then I have seen, you know, the really modern one, which also looks pretty amazing. Yeah. But this is the one I was, you know, I, I saw him work with it. And I, as soon as I picked it up, I, I loved it. I just think it's great. So that's, that's really was my decision. I didn't know anything.
0: You've had one for a long time then. When did you get, that's a while back. You're well, no, no, Freaking no, no, Geeks. this is the Vanity Fair
1: shoot. So the Vanity Fair shoot was probably oh, well, okay. seven years ago,
0: something like that. Seven, yeah. Okay. But yeah. that's, that's a I good long it. time I using that it. camera. Yeah. That's great. I want to just talk briefly about the six by seven, which I have not had that long. And I got it for I mean, you know, invariably there's going to be a weird reason, <laughs> if it's me, okay? I became infatuated with the forscher Pro-Back that I was using on a variety of 35 millimeter SLRs. We talked about this in the Polaroid show. This is an accessory back that enables you to shoot tiny images on a large piece of pack film. I'm just shaking my head, just so you know. I know. Why would it's you want so tiny ridiculous? images? It's so ridiculous. I know why, but the diptychs, I posted a couple of these no, things. If you scroll cool. back on the iDream of Cameras Instagram, the diptychs are kind of fun. I love the idea of a camera that can effortlessly switch between Polaroid and conventional film. I know the Hasselblad is one of those and I don't have a Hasselblad, so I'm a moron. But that seemed very intriguing mm-hmm. to me. So I started looking at, I mean, I was going back on the internet wayback machine because there is very little about the ProBack on the internet right now. And I found a catalog from ForSure from the 1970s where it listed every camera that was made that took a ProBack. On that list, the Pentax 6x7. Oh boy. And I thought, kabam, yeah. wouldn't it be great to shoot? Because that would take up a good chunk yeah. of a pack film frame. Absolutely. Right? To be able to shoot instant pictures on a Pentax 6x7 and then pop off the Polaroid back pop on the conventional back and shoot 120 or 220 or whatever. That's what lit the fuse. Here comes the other stupid part because with me, it has to be stupid. (laughs) I had borrowed my friend Tyler's 672. Right. Okay, so the ultimate evolution Fancy pants one. And it handled very beautifully. This is a camera that my friend Tyler like hiked up a mountain in Thailand with. Oh, right. So imagine that thing is heavy, but my God. I played with it for a couple of weeks. I really enjoyed it, but... It's plasticky. Oh, boy. It's plasticky, and the logo is not as pretty. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I love that little typewriter font, 6 by 7 And the 6 7 and 672 have this sort of Terminator-like sans-serif font that's it's not as pretty. <laughs> so, I know, I'm so dumb. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look online and see if I can find a 6x7, maybe someone selling it, with a proback. Within a week, I found one, and it was cheap. A guy who was selling it with the metered finder, with the 105 oh lens, and with the Pro back. How can I say no? So I bought it. There were some other little hitches <laughs> because I wanted to get... It was missing the uh, eyepiece, the rubber eyepiece cover, yep. and so I wanted to get a replacement eyepiece. That was a whole saga. It was missing the winding cylinder that goes around the shutter speed thing. Right. You know what I'm talking about. I had to find one of those. So it was a bit of an adventure, but I love it. And I love shooting 35 millimeter film in it. I've tried that. So I can get, I got the 45 millimeter lens really inexpensively shortly thereafter. And if you put the 45 on the six by seven, you have an X pan. That's so cool. So that's fun. You have to unload it in a changing bag, but I just, same thing, fell in love with the camera. Fell in love with the sexy wooden grip. I mean, without the wooden grip. Don't even get one if you're not going to get the wooden (laughs) grip. It is so good. So love that camera. But that is not where my Pentax adventure began. Interesting. I have mentioned on this podcast several times that my infatuation with photography began when I was eight and I took photography classes at summer camp from an instructor named Richard Pilati, who is now a naturalist who gives tours in the Galapagos Islands. By the way, gang, if you want to go to Antarctica to see the total solar eclipse in December, Richard is giving tours. He's with He works with a company called Inca. So if you want to meet my old photography teacher. Anyway, he had a Spotmatic. When he was teaching us, he had a Pentax Spotmatic. And this is the mid-70s. And that is a cool camera. So... To me, the Spotmatic was always identified with the time when I was learning about photography. So I always sort of had it in my head to get one. And the Spotmatic F, of course, is the open aperture metering edition. So that is the one that I bought. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. But then (laughs) I started looking at the Pentax ME. Yes, I had one of those. You had one? Yes. Do you no longer have it? I had
1: it in high school. Oh, so so uh, this must um, have been one of your first cameras. Unlike you. Now, this is ridiculous that I'm saying you save everything because I save absolutely everything. (laughs) But that camera, I have no idea where it went. But yes, I did have that camera and I enjoyed it.
0: I started looking into, you know, not for me, the Pentax K1000. Can I do two minutes on the K1000? Have you ever shot with one? They're perfectly fine. Totally. But here's the thing. The K1000 has no self-timer right. and no depth of field preview. right? That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. If you're shooting an SLR, you want depth of field preview. That's part of the reason to have an SLR. So I do not understand why people are super infatuated with the K1000. Now, your Olympus OM-1 has depth of field preview. Yep. Your Canon FTB yep. has depth of field yep. preview. I just bring this up. Anyway, I started looking at the Pentax ME and MX. Originally, I was drawn to the MX because it's all manual. And also, when you look at the ME Super, it is not immediately apparent that you have manual control over the shutter speeds because it has no shutter speed dial. Right. Do you recall this? Yes. It has little buttons yep. for up and down. It's got one of the biggest, brightest, most beautiful viewfinders I've ever seen on an SLR. It is slightly smaller than an OM-1, and K-mount Pentax glass is great. Yep. So I got an EMI Super, and then later I gave that to a friend as a gift when he had a new baby, and I bought an EMI Super SE, special edition. Never,
1: of course it's a special edition. Did it have a dog or a cat or a monkey or
0: some other animal? Here's what's special about it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. There is only one difference between the ME Super and the ME Super SE. The <laughs> S and is the E? so A? bad. <laughs> well, two differences. <laughs> it says SE on it. Right. In the viewfinder. Right. The horizontal split image prism. Slanted? Diagonal. Diagonal. That's correct. Sorry. It's diagonal yes, yes. instead of horizontal. That is the only thing that makes it special. But that said, I love that camera. Yeah. That is almost a pocket-sized SLR. You could stick that in the pocket of a winter coat. Yeah. It is great. Yeah. And with that pancake lens, you know I love the pancakes. Yep. It's wonderful. So, I actually, I think one of the reasons I let the Spotmatic F go is cuz I was enjoying the ME Super so much. Now the ME Super, now that I had some K mount lenses, I bought two more Pentaxes in rapid succession. <laughs> Do, I want to just stop here for a second. Mm-hmm. Besides your Pentax 6x7, you own any other Pentax SLRs? Uh, No, I do not. Interesting. I do not. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll get out of this quickly. One of them was, this is one of the weirdest cameras I own. You see this? KX? Yeah, but look oh, what half it says frame. on... This is an unbelievably rare, possibly even one-of-a-kind Pentax KX, adapted as a half-frame camera. Never seen this anywhere else. On the bottom rail here on the inside, look at this. This is so cool. Okay, obviously, the film gate is masked for half-frame. Underneath, it says, modified by Klinger with a K, like the uh, cross-dresser from MASH. Oh, my gosh. What does that mean? Who's Klinger? I don't know. Same one. Maybe it could be the MASH guy. And here's the weirdest thing of all that I love beyond anything. Look at that. Oh my goodness. Handwritten frame counter. Somebody put a piece of index card stock in there over the regular frame counter to show the proper frames. This thing works like a charm. The viewfinder is masked for half frame. So is the gate. Works perfectly. That means somebody not only modified the interior of the camera, but re-geared the advance did you look up, was that something you could do at that time? You could have it modified? No. Wow. No. I can find, I put it to our listeners. Right. I actually yes. posted about this on Pentax forums. I have no idea. Wow. What the provenance of this camera was. Oh, we I to. bought it at the camera show. The guy didn't know much about it. It's got MC on the back in white. I don't know why. It's got this thing on the bottom that says IMC Title Four B. Don't know what that means. Right. Pentax KX. Delightful camera. Uses all my K-mount lenses. I got a 35mm 2.8 for this, which basically in half-frame world becomes a normal lens. Wow. Right? It's about a 50. Great camera. Also weird, not downstairs with me, but weird. I also got the Pentax MF. That I don't know. (laughs) It is a medical camera. It is a half-frame Pentax ME but it has what's called an aerial viewfinder. It doesn't have ground glass. It's basically an endoscopic camera. So I can't really shoot with it. Well, the meter could, is weird. It'd be very awkward. You you could <laughs> shoot with it, but you wouldn't really be able to focus. Right. <laughs> to bring to a close my experiences with Pentax. We can't not talk about this. Oh my gosh. That 110, I'm telling you. It is,
1: it is the greatest looking like toy ever but it's i camera. mean
0: okay i have two of these right i'm holding up the pentax auto 110 but i have the rare how can i know obviously cafe Olay edition i believe it is called the marin m-a-r-r-o-n edition i think this was only sold abroad it is two different colors of coffee look how pretty that is i love cameras that are colorful and then they improved on the auto 110 with the auto 110 super which adds a number of refinements. It's actually much better. If you ever want to get an Auto 110, get the Auto 110 Super. Lomo makes film for the Auto 110. It's got interchangeable lenses. No, which by wait the way a minute, I also- wait a minute stop. Oh stop, yes. Stop. Oh, did you not know no, this? Lenses are the what? size of a zit. There's no way. I know they are. That is unbelievable. They are. Oh yes. And the lenses, by the way, I have an adapter to put these on a micro four-thirds <laughs> camera. These, think about it, these are almost exactly the same size as a Bolex lens. Yeah. But they're very good Pentax glass. And you can get some interesting, you're gonna you're not gonna <laughs> believe what I'm about to say. Swirly Boca <laughs> added these little dinky Pentax lenses. How many lenses did they make? That's fascinating to me. They made, I believe, five. Wow. And There's a zoom, there's a telephoto, which is bigger than the camera itself. There's a wide angle, and then there's one called a pan focus, which is basically, all of these are focusable, but the pan focus is a fixed focus lens. So you basically get a really cute 110 point and shoot. That's amazing. They are so fun, nobody wants them. They are cheap and great, they're very reliable. You can get the entire system of an auto 110, including a couple of lenses, $65. $65. Oh my gosh. I mean, what fun. And send it to the darkroom and process your 110. 110 is basically 16 millimeter film. Come on I'm now. I'm telling you. And you could take all those lenses and just put them in your mouth when you're not using them. and You could just chew like, on them. It's like Tic They're the size of a Tic Tac. They are the size yeah, of Tic Tac. That's pretty. This is an incredibly fun camera. And of course, what people love to do, and I don't have this right now, but people love to put this next to a Pentax 6x7 because <laughs> it looks like the Mongo and the Tiny it's so fun Here, but just for your... comparison i'll put there you go we'll hold them up <laughs> i mean that yeah you can kind of get a sense of yeah. it yeah what fun but beyond that that's where my pentax adventure ends hmm. but that's a lot of that's cameras a lot of cameras by the way you love like i when i sat down and thought about it that is a lot pentax love that's what i see what do you think is the reason that you've never gone deeper into the 35 millimeter Pentax? it just never struck your fancy? I guess there was something with the...
1: There must have been an incident with the ME. Ah. I don't want to talk about it. No, it's... um <laughs> No, it, I think it was one of those things that it was... I, I just... Maybe I didn't love the ME. I mean, it's a great camera. I remember taking yeah. fun pictures with it, but I just... I didn't... Uh,
0: I guess I didn't love it at the time. It's a bit of a snapshot camera, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Though it is the same size as the OM-1, and as I said, it does have the ability to control both shutter speed and aperture. It is really more of a point and shoot. It is really more an aperture priority point and shoot. Most of the time you're gonna wanna use it in automatic mode right. and just shoot away. Right. Which by the way, just to circle back, that's what the electro Spotmatic is. This is best used as an aperture priority automatic. Right you know, and, and it works very well in that regard. By the way, I was corrected on this. The ES2, which was the successor to the electro that's the camera with which Penny Smith shot the cover of The Clash's London Calling oh, album. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Isn't that that's, great? So it has a place in photographic yeah, history. that's pretty cool. Pretty good, right? That's pretty great. Pretty good. Let's hear from you guys about your favorite pentaxes. Did we leave something out? Obviously, we have completely left out all of the amazing Pentax point-and-shoots, yes, and the SBO so and many. its ilk. Yep. There are a lot. We have also left out completely the APS world and the digital world. So if there are other Pentaxes you like, tell us about Oh, it. yeah. We want to know. And we did leave out the pre-Spotmatic cameras, the H9 and their ilk. Yep. So talk to us about that. And let's hear also about your favorite M42 mount lenses. Because now I have a camera that can take them. And there are more M42 mount lenses than any other kind of lens. So let's hear about it.
1: Yeah, I want to hear about those M42s. I just don't know enough about those lenses. But I would love to hear what everyone's favorites are.
0: We mentioned KEH. And I would say other than buying things on eBay or getting them at camera shows, it is where I do a lot of my business. And I love them. They are based in my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. A while back when I was in Atlanta, I decided, you know what? I'm going to drop in on KEH and just have a look at their inventory. Yeah, of course. Why would you? Right. So I look. It's near Cumberland Mall, so very close to where I grew up in uh, northwest Atlanta. And I'm driving along, and I'm trying to figure this out. Like, you'd think KEH, like they're a big company. Sure. It's like I the I pull up. Yes, exactly. I thought it was going to be like the B&H of the South. Yes. I pull up to the building. It's a featureless industrial building. And I look around and I peer in and I realize, oh, wait. <laughs> this is just the warehouse. They don't have a store. Did say, gosh, they're
1: very low-key.
0: Yeah, they were, <laughs> I thought they are so low-key. Well, guess what? Now they do have a store. This past weekend, KEH opened a store in Atlanta, a real brick-and-mortar store. It opened Two days ago, as we record this, on November 5th, Atlanta listeners. I know we have Atlanta listeners because I have an extraordinary following in my hometown, Gabe. I love that. I love I that. Mean, I just I just assume. <laughs> if you've been to the KEH, let's hear about it. I mean, that's my dream. Oh, I'm yeah. already trying to trump up some reason to go back to Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll tell my family it's because I want to visit them, but that's not why. <laughs> KEH all the way. All of the KH employees that I've interacted with when they come here on buying trips have all been uncommonly pleasant. So let me go see them on their turf. Good idea. What are your shooting plans for the weeks ahead, Gabe? What are
1: you up to? I am shooting a few people this week that I'm very, very excited about. I was supposed to go back to New York and shoot a few more fashion-y things, which was very exciting, but the the schedules keep changing, but... I'll be shooting some friends. A couple of people are flying in for shoots, which is going to be exciting. And I am going to be using the Pentax and the Nikon. I'm so excited. And I am going to also bust out the Leica Flex SL. (gasps) What prompted that? I think what really prompted it was picking up that contacts and realizing that there's too many lights what is, the, what is a camera uh-huh. that has the least amount of lights in my collection? And that's yeah. the Leica Flex. And it's just solid as can be. And I looked at some old pictures that I shot with it and I haven't shot with it in a while. So I'll be shooting with those three cameras. That'll be uh, a lot of fun.
0: How has the uh, attempt to unload gear been working out? It's for been you fantastic. You I, I, it's
1: been that. absolutely amazing. I've decided to sell a bunch of cameras and not one of them has left my house. <laughs> But just so you know, the planning has been there. I have, uh, I'll I'll tell you what's left my house. My contacts T2 because I I shipped it up to Trev to to, to do a test. Okay. Right. uh, But I have, you know, the Bronicas and, and the Leica is still, I haven't posted them. I need to post them. I have people that will help me as in Brandon and all the friends from, and cameras and and that's what I need to do once that's there it's it's going to be perfect we're almost there I'm right at the ledge I'm right at that ledge I'm just about and then those cameras will be out of my life
0: because you know you know where this is going I'm thinking it's (laughs) getting to be time for another Marina condo I
1: think it's true
0: I think it's true can your
1: heart stand it no but I will be (laughs) I will be happy to do it because it's it's definitely time it's definitely time
0: all right All right, well, stay tuned, friends. We have one more extraordinary announcement, which is the delicious cherry on top. Oh, my goodness. I love dessert. I'm almost tempted to say this slow and savor it, but I'm just going to come right out with it. right. Those of you who have been to idreamofcameras.com know that the merch section of our website is a veritable treasure trove of wonderful t-shirts and mugs and tote bags and stickers and gifts. Well, it's gift-giving season. It is. Isn't it? It is. It is. It's gift-giving season. Gabe's birthday just went by. My birthday's coming up. Coming up, up. ladies and gentlemen. If If you give gifts for Diwali or Thanksgiving or what is it uh uh, that one what else is coming up (laughs) saturnalia uh, hanukkah christmas (sighs) the gift giving season is upon us and this coincided with a discussion that we had with our designer keith greenstein about some new merch oh yeah Uh, gabe maybe you take over i'm so excited i don't even know how to say this
1: you're going to see, first of all, some amazing—they are very stylized. They're beautifully stylized T-shirts. And the merch will
0: feature a lot of characters
1: with cameras.
0: Yes. And they have names. Yes, they have names. You know, in prior episodes—I think this might have even started during the Marina Nicondo episode—the idea that somewhere out there— is a 22-year-old graduate student at UT Austin who saw the Vivian Meyer documentary and really wants a roly TLR. I couldn't get this girl out of my mind. So I said to Keith, can you design a shirt with her on it? And so he did that, but then it didn't stop there. We started talking about other characters with other cameras. And this led to the dream team is what Keith calls them. It's a suite of, I believe it is, six different shirts. It's the dream team. And I'll run them down because I have the list right here. There is Rolly Girl, okay? She's got a Rolly TLR. So good. There is Ms. Essex. She has an SX-70. There is Nikahan. He has a Nikon F. There's Vicky Hasselblad. She's got a 500C. And there's Linus. He's got a Leica M3. They are all kicky, stylized, sort of like the Archie gang characters, beautifully rendered by Keith in his inimitable style. Each one comes on a different T-shirt, or you can get a group shot with all of the I Dream of Cameras gang. They are so beautiful. We want to see, we're excited to see which ones you gravitate toward. We picked five iconic camera designs. Uh, More could come. If you've got pitches... For your favorite camera that you're dying to see on a t-shirt, yep. pitch them. This, really, this is where we're going. This entire podcast has been nothing but a canard. Yep. It is just a launch pad for an animated series. We're going to launch the animated series about a kicky group of photographers who solve crimes, and we're going to leave this podcast in the dust. I would watch that show. Who is not watching that? Go show? to the website this Who week. Who is not watching it is that? in that the show? merch exactly. section of iDreamOfCameras.com. It should be there by midweek. Buy one for yourself, gang. But boy, I, this is my Hanukkah gift. I am buying it for everybody I know. We have the best merch. It's so good. It's
1: so we have good. the best merch. So much We fun. have the
0: best music. We, we really, really do. do. This was 22. My golly. Sometimes your order is over at 22. Think about it. 13 plus 9. Sometimes you're done. I know. But we're not going to stop. I mentioned to Gabe the other day. Should we take a winter hiatus? He didn't even let me finish the sentence.
1: We're not stopping. (laughs) (laughs) I said absolutely not. Absolutely not. No way. Um, There's one thing I did want to mention that, um, you know, I told you I did send the camera up to Trav Lee and that video came out. Oh. So it's called T2 versus T2, and it's you have to see. It. It's on YouTube under the Darkroom Lab. You'll see. Go to YouTube and watch this video. It's really good. It's the it's the Contax T2 versus the Canon T2. Exciting! It's it's and and there's it's just so good because it's not exactly a side by side, but it's it's really well done, and you can uh, you can see my camera in action.
0: Great! Yes. that i'm selling too great (laughs) all right take us out of here sax
1: oh my gosh first of all i just have to thank you again for my unbelievable gift fred Corey. thank you too for my unbelievable fm3a i'm so excited to shoot these guys this week and appreciate all the messages from listeners and we're excited to hear your story so please keep writing us we love suggestions and we love to learn we learn things from you guys so Please keep sending us emails, and we will definitely see you at 23.
0: Oh, a final thing before we say goodbye. As always, email idreamofcameras@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Gabe, Gabe Sachs on Instagram. Me, S. Jeff Greenstein on Instagram. And, of course, idreamofcameras has its Instagram and idreamofcameras.com. So many ways to find us. Please visit us. All right, until next time.
1: Take some pictures and take them on a fancy pants mechanical camera that has no electronics there you go